Welcome to the L Podcast. I'm your host, Liz Kafko. This podcast is about L's, letting go what doesn't serve you, learning who we are and what we want out of life, leveling up to live it to the fullest, and most importantly, loving ourselves in the process. So let's figure out this thing called life together. Here we go. Hi, everyone. Happy Thursday. Today, I have a really great guest. It is my friend that I realized we've known each other for almost 10 years now. I met Noah in college as an undergrad. Um, So yeah, it's been almost 10 years since we've known each other, a little over 10 years now. And even though we've known each other for, you know, 10 plus years, I think it's probably been within the past six years that we've gotten a lot closer. And unfortunately, it's been because of grief. Um, We've both became caregivers for our parents and we've both lost our parents and that's you know good bad has brought us closer so Noah, thank you for joining us today thanks for having me um is there anything you want to say besides that to introduce yourself no you pretty much covered it we've met in college um like you said we got closer when both your mom and my mom were sick and in uh we went through the process kind of similar uh, i think your mom passed away a couple months before mine uh, but we relied on each other to help each other out with the process that we were both going through. Yeah. And I mean, I wouldn't wish it on anyone, but like, I'm very thankful that you also kind of had that similar experience because yeah, we definitely help each other. And then there's something about someone not necessarily understanding what you're going through because they haven't lost someone or they haven't lost their parent. So having that support is really helpful. And that's what I, I kind of want this episode to be for anyone who just recently lost a loved one and doesn't really know what to expect, doesn't know how to ask for help. Um, it can, it can be really difficult. And so hopefully me and Noah can help guide you through this wild journey. That's really never ending if I'm honest. And I don't know if you agree that it's, you hear about the stages of grief, but like, it's never a straight line. Like you don't go through one stage and then like, okay, I graduate. I go on to the next stage. You, you go back to certain stages and sometimes you think you're at the end and then you somehow get back to the beginning. Um, so can you start off by sharing a little bit about like, what has your journey been like so far? Yeah. So like, I think the way you and I connected was, I think you posted something on one of our social medias and I made a comment about it, like, hey, are you going through something? And that's how we connected, because I, my mom was going through chemo as well. And we just started showing, like, sharing each other's experiences. Um, for grief, you know, my mom, uh, she was diagnosed with stage four cancer um, in 2016. And she came in and told the family, and she told the family, I don't want you guys to be sad. We need to actually plan me, my departure. And I was like, mom, how can we not be sad? Like, this is a long process, but uh, she pretty much told us we have to be strong. We have to be supportive and we have to plan this. Um, To her, this was a celebration. Um, She literally planned a big party. She threw herself a party. Um, She pretty much told her, the guests who went to her funeral what to wear like so she didn't want people <laughs> wearing black she wanted everybody wearing white uh and she, she made this this process a little bit easier for me as her primary caregiver it was hard um 
I couldn't yeah. cry in front of her. So I had to go and grieve on my own. And I relied on friends and family to like, hey, I'm feeling this. What do I do or what's going on? Um, but one of the things I do appreciate from her, from learning from my mom was talking about death and planning your death. Like, uh, it's not an easy process. You know, when somebody dies, the first thing was like, oh, I'm going to be sad and we'll be depressed. But you also have to think about now we have to plan a funeral. We have to plan yeah. mass services, readings and stuff like that, pallbearers. So she took that and made it easier by planning. She literally went to the cemetery, picked the plot of land, cemetery plot where she wanted to be buried. She picked the mass who she wanted to give her mass uh what the yeah she did everything which made it easier for me it was i just had to execute after it was done so it was call the funeral home and then go from there um so one of the biggest things and i tell this to a lot of people now is talk to your loved ones about what is it that they want their funeral to be um Nobody wants to talk about death. Nobody wants to talk about funerals, but it's really hard on the family who has to plan it for them. Uh, so just have a conversation about it. And what is it that you want? Some people, and I've seen new funeral. I've been to a lot of funerals and they're changing. Some people want simple services and some people want, want a celebration of life. So my mom wanted a celebration of life. Uh, she had, we had music at her funeral. We had, it was not a boring funeral where you just go and, yeah. and cry we celebrated her life we celebrated her legacy and it was a good uh good planning um recently i lost my dad a year ago um so i had to go through it again um but the same thing with my mom since she planned her she planned my dad as well and the biggest thing was the inheritance what happens after they're both gone who, who mm. takes care of all that and how do we address that yeah. um you know some people don't think about it like who's going to take over the houses cars you know yeah. assets whatever it's just we need to talk about that and make sure that the family after they're gone their loved ones are gone they don't fight or there's no misunderstanding of what's going on so making sure that that you get all your ducks in a row and have everything planned and ready to go i had to cancel her credit cards i had i was getting like bills about like things that she still owed money for which legally you're as their as a child you're not responsible for but a lot of people don't know that um but i was like still getting her mails i'm like how do i stop her mail from coming to my house she's not here anymore and i had a friend who also just lost her mom and she had just posted that she had to cancel her sam's club membership and it, it sounds stupid, like, oh, this little task that I have to do, not a big deal. But every time that you have to do something like that, it's a trigger, right? It's a reminder of like, oh, shit, this person is not here anymore. And me going to Sam's Club with my mom is not happening anymore, but I have to go cancel her membership. Um, and it, it's really difficult because it makes grief like this ongoing task. It makes it a lot larger, a lot heavier than it needs to be. And especially if you're the caregiver, a lot of that falls on your shoulders to do it because legally you're the one that has to do all these things like deal with social security office and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I still get mail from her and, you know, my mom's been gone for six years, my dad one year. Mm -hmm. I still have not been able to disconnect her phones. I still have their cell phones on my, my plan because it's just I, me 
making that phone call to disconnect and maybe I'm just holding on to something, but it's just, I can't do it. And um, there is no checklist. <laughs> there is yeah. no manual in life. So you pretty much have to go with, roll with the punches and try to see what needs to happen. And the good thing is get extra copies of death certificates because you're, you're probably going to need those to yeah. send them off to people and make copies. Um, make sure you talk to your parents about financial like the bank accounts and stuff like that because they're not just going to give that information to anyone and if you're not listed as someone on the account you won't have that information and then the bank legally has to give that that those assets to the state and then the state then opens mm -hmm. up a probate for you if you want those assets so legally it's a lot of work but if you could plan ahead go ahead and do as much planning as you can the good thing about with me was for my parents, I kind of managed their finances and stuff like that. So I had a good understanding of how everything was set, but I put everything in a trust. So making sure we talk to our loved ones about what they want their assets to, how they want their assets to be dispersed and where do, where do they want to do with everything, you know, send it to charity, send it to family, do this, do that, but make sure you understand what is their wishes. Yeah, that. That's something that I definitely want to do now after going through this experience with my mom, because when we have kids, like I want to make sure my kids don't have to deal with this shit, even before they're born. Like I could die during childbirth. You never know. And I don't want to leave. Like, what if I do die during childbirth? Then Jamie not only has a newborn to deal with, but now he has to deal with all this other stuff. Like, I don't want that. And so I want to make sure I have my will and all my stuff set before we get to that point, making that burden and heaviness a little bit less for the people that are left behind right yeah and you know i just came back from a trip to asia and yeah. a week two days before my trip i had to go to my attorney's office and sign a will because i had to since i was going on a major trip you never know i had to update my will make sure i have everything in order so um i'm in my late 30s so i really don't like to like do those kind of things, think about yeah. death, but at the same time, we have to be realistic, you know, something could happen on my trip and you'd never know. So um, for my brother, I don't want him to have that burden and I, I, I want to make sure I take do as much as I can right now and up front so I can take care of it. The other big thing I realize is the cost of funerals is oh so gosh. expensive now, nowadays and nobody talks about that. Yeah. Um, but once you start, once you plan your once you do one funeral, you realize how much the cost is and why it's so expensive. And then you realize you should probably start paying for your own funeral up ahead of time because you don't want to leave that burden to your family members. Because again, you don't know who everybody's financial situation. So if they don't have that money, you'll probably won't have a funeral until it gets paid off because they won't give you services. After my dad passed away, me and my brother, I talked to my brother. I'm like, we're going to get funeral plans. We're going to plan out our stuff. So in case something happens between him and I, we already have it ready to go. All we have to do is call that funeral home and it's taken yeah. care of. So we've done that. And yeah, we're paying for it right now, like up front. But in the long run, if something happens between both of us, we both have something set already in plan. So we don't have to have that burden after the loss of our ourselves or our loved ones. Yeah. Yeah. That I was mind blown. So when my mom passed away, I was a grad student. Like I was still eating ramen every day. And 
I mean, my brothers and I got together. Um, she passed away in North Dakota and my, most of our friends and family were still in Chicago. And so we had, I had to take out another student loan because my two brothers couldn't really afford it. I had one brother who could, and we like, we tried as much as we could to divide, you know, the cost. But the reality is that not everyone all of a sudden has like $7,000 to cough up. Um, and so like, yeah, I had to take out a student loan to pay for some of it. And I don't regret it, but it's unfortunate that that's how expensive it is that that's the extent that some people have to go to. And we just had like a quick little open casket for us because we were going to get her cremated. That's what she wanted. And so we brought her ashes. I drove her ashes down to Chicago and like hoping it didn't spill on the way there. Thankfully, everything was okay. But even just getting like the cheapest urn was still thousands of dollars. And I think it was months before we actually got her plaque because that was also a lot of money. It, it She had a similar service. Um, we ended up to save money. We ended up just renting a party room at the YMCA. Like having just a service with the ashes at a funeral home would have been like thousands of dollars. But we didn't want it to be in a funeral home. We didn't want it to be sad. And like you said, like your mom's, we wanted it to be a celebration. And so we rented a YMCA. And so like, in one room, there's like ashes in the service. And then across the hall was like a four-year-old's birthday party. It was kind of weird, but it saved money and it was what she would have wanted. So yeah, the cost of funerals is ex ridiculously expensive. So I will definitely follow your suit and try to start paying that off now. What has been the hardest kind of unexpected part of grief for you? Good question. Good question. Um, honestly, I didn't expect to lose both my parents early on um you know not even in my 40s and yeah it's just you know i won't have those moments you know if and when i do get married they won't be there um if i have if i start a family they won't be there so it's the unexpected my, both my parents like i always thought my parents would grow old and i would see them and i would have they would see my their kids, my their grandkids, but yeah. it's just that, just not having them around. Um, even right now, like I, I do, I do with a lot of real estate. And normally, I would call my mom and be like, "Hey, run this idea by her. What do you think?" And she would say yes, no, and we'll discuss. But now I can't just pick up the phone and make that phone call, so it's hard. Um, yeah. So don't take life for granted cherish every moment as much as you can you know your friends everybody else will be around but your parents you know take that moment and enjoy it as much as you can yeah no I agree I I felt when you said the whole phone thing because I still have my mom's phone number in my cell phone this is not the same phone I had back in 2016 like I've gotten different phones since then but I still have her phone number I don't know there's just something about like scrolling through my contacts and seeing that it's there I've never been able to bring myself to like actually dial it because I what if it's been reassigned to someone else I don't want someone else to answer the phone you know and I would say the hardest kind of unexpected part of it would be similar like that I didn't realize I I thought I only lost my mom and my dad. I'm mourning all over again. Again, that idea of I'm back to square one in this whole stages of grief because this is a different moment that they're not here for. And I also didn't realize how much I wish that I could have asked them more questions, like ask them more about our family history, especially like medical history. 
like if you can right now get your parents' medical histories, like their records, because it's going to be nearly impossible now to try to get it. And so I wish I would have done that and gotten, I thankfully got some, got her to write down some recipes. So like I can pass those down to my kids and seeing her handwriting is, I don't know, it, it feels like her hug sometimes like it, I'm really glad I have it, but I wish I would have had more of her to keep. For anyone who maybe just recently lost a loved one or they see that that end is coming, what advice would you have for them? Understand that they are also in pain and they're going through something. It's not easy for them. So understand that they're no longer being pain now. The ones who have to deal with that pain are the ones who are alive and still survive. Yeah but understand that their pain has been taken away and they're in a better place. My mom died of cancer, so she went through six months. She went through chemo and she went through a lot. And she was the one that made her decision to go to hospice. And she's like, I, I don't want to continue this. I there's The quality of life is not there for me. And it wasn't yeah. good. So she, she went through it. My dad, he um, we thought he was his process lasted two months. Uh, we thought it was dementia. So we were preparing for one to five years of dementia. But when we took him into the ER, they ran tests and they found it was kidney failure. And then within a month and a half, he was he he went into hospice and he was done too. Um, so the biggest advice I would be like, be prepared for that. Yeah, pain. move faster than you expect. Correct. And when you do go through a process, if you go through the hospice, just remember the memories of the person before they enter that process because mm -hmm. They do change and they do look different and they do, you know, yeah. it's not the same person we, we remember we loved, but just remember the better memories and understand that yeah. they're in a better place. I'll never forget during my mom's service, the priest said, um, I think it was my, my dad's service. One of the two services, someone's service, the priest said, you know, for every moment of pain and suffering that your loved one experienced on this earth, they're experiencing it tenfold in glory, in God's glory. And that brought me so much peace. Just thinking of that, like how many hours of suffering my mom went through with chemo and radiation or my dad went through and like, okay, now that they're living their best damn life up there. And so that, that brought me a lot of peace and comfort. And so for anyone who's going through this right now, whether you just lost someone, whether it's been 10 or 12 plus years since you lost them, just know that you're not alone, first of all. Um, you know, me and Noah, I know what you're going through, at least to some extent. And it, I don't know, I, I hate the saying that it, you know, it gets easier because I feel like it doesn't, it just changes. Like grieving now, I'm grieving different things than I did right when she was, you know, passed away. So I would say it, it, it changes, but you also change with it. So hang in there as much as you can. Yep. I agree. Yeah. It just changes and, you know, we're never going to forget them. They're always going to be part of our lives. And like you said, our future is going to be different, but at the same time, we keep them close to our hearts. And sometimes we make decisions saying, what would mom and dad want us to do? And that's why we think about it like that. So they're always going to be part of us. It's just, we grieve differently. Yeah. And that's why I still go shopping because I know my mom would want me to have nice things. <laughs> Noah, thank you so much for joining us. 
I hope this was helpful to those of you listening and I will see you guys next week. If this episode was helpful, please share it with your mom, your friend, your neighbor, everyone. Help me spread this word as far as possible because we can all use a friend that gets us and that's there for us. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next episode.